you are hearing this, you are receiving a signal from another planet. Fanboy planet. Watch animated chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie. Sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the letter F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor. I'm just the definition of a fanboy, baby. I'm a nerd overdrive. I will always survive. editor-in-chief of fanboy planet and uh welcome to the fanboy planet podcast uh producing from the undisclosed location we call the brett cave i am rick brett snyder i like that you said that with uh, great forcefulness as i'm no longer allowed to use contractions oh i thought that uh you had been rendered human uh in evolution but okay comes and goes all right yeah, uh, yeah, uh, that comment's been made. So, uh, yeah, uh, we are here, of course, uh, going to talk today a lot about uh, projects announced in the wake of, or not in the wake of, actually at Star Wars Celebration. But before we do, of course, I want to say uh, you can join the conversation uh, by either writing in to editor at fanboyplanet.com. But I, I know that email is so passe. So you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and or, not and or, and or Instagram at Fanboy Planet. And, uh, you know, depending on w- what social media it is next, you know, somebody write into editor at fanboyplanet.com. And Don't t- you have an Insta account too? Uh, no, I said Instagram. Oh, I, okay. Uh, I didn't hear. I, 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 yeah. I listen for Insta. Is it, you know, oh, that's you're, the hip yeah, way of saying it. You're hep with the kids. I am today. hep with yes. the kids. Get off my lawn. Are you there? Are you there, God? It's me, Rick. <laughs> yes, I know. I'm looking forward to that film adaptation. And uh, anyway, so, uh, yeah, uh, of course, there you go. And uh, if we talk about something, I would love to hear your feedback. Uh, and, uh, people do reach out to me on Facebook a lot uh, and, when I post articles, so I look forward to you know to getting opinions. And that's one of the reasons why I thought, okay, this is really worth talking about today. Uh, and, of course, anything we talk about, uh, this will include, I think, will at least allude to books and comics and so forth. And you'd like to purchase it for yourself. Uh, we are an Amazon affiliate, which means that on, on each and every page, there's an Amazon search box on fanboyplanet.com. Sometimes there are direct links. We'll see how this one goes and what we remember when we go to post this podcast. And, uh, you know, then uh, it may generate revenue uh, for us. So any purchase made that way. Uh before we dive right into it, I do want to acknowledge, and I'm going to try not to be, uh, you know, terribly somber about it. But uh, oh yeah, one of our, uh, I don't know if you could say frequent guests. Uh, he was on the podcast. He's a regular, semi-regular. Yeah. I mean, he was on, you know, four or five times, and we had some really good. A conversations. lot of our, a lot of our live spots at conventions, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, uh, so before we make build up too big of a mystery, uh, Charles McKeithen, um who uh, I think, Rick, you broke me, actually, this week uh, when you said, like, oh, I enjoyed talking to him, but I know he was like family to you. Um, This put me in position that I met Charles uh, 20 years ago, almost today, um, doing the uh, in rehearsals for the Rocky Horror Show, a a production at the City Lights Theater Company. And uh, 
so he passed away uh, Tuesday morning. And, uh, you know, it, it's uh, I just want to acknowledge this is kind of the first time I feel like we've had a regular uh, or a semi regular, whatever you want to say it, you know, pass away. And too young, uh, 53. And the older I get, the younger that gets. He did not and, act 53. I mean, he didn't. I mean, he was a kid. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I think uh, I will probably talk more about it uh like on the YouTube channel. Um, but I do want to say at this, at this point, it's not betraying any, um, secret that, uh, Charles struggled with, uh, addiction, uh, most of his life. And, uh, so I, I do want to say to people listening, if, if you feel like you might be struggling, do not be afraid or ashamed to seek help. And if you are a friend of someone do not be afraid or ashamed to call them on it and and to try to get them help. Um, you know, that, that, that's all I can say at this point. And uh, it's just a shame. You know, I, I, I know for a long time he had resisted. And, uh, you know, so I, it, it, it's a hard loss in, in many of our crossover communities, peers in the South Bay, uh, Northern California uh, theater scene, uh, Ren Fair, Dickens Fair. Um, we had him on because of Piers a lot, right? Yeah. You know, and I think my favorite uh, recording with him, just because it was what a what a great guest list at a Bacon. You know, we had Steve Mix. Of course, we love Steve, and uh, we had Charles on, and we had Amber Benson from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and uh, that was the one podcast recording that my my daughter actually attended, and you know, so. But Charles is always fun, always appearing at Piers as a different character because they're themed ballroom dancing. And, uh, you know, it's just a it's just a loss to the community. So uh, there I've been somber enough. Let us uh, let us move forward to talking about all the news, which is like, you know, doubled traffic this week on Fanboy Planet uh, to talk about the films announced uh, and the TV series, which we sort of did no, they were all coming, but we got the best looks that we have at some of them. And I think in the wake of it, I don't think it was actually announced at Star Wars Celebration, but in the wake, Marvel announced a comics project that actually kind of got me excited. Mm, so yeah. um, what we talk about in terms of the movies right now, let's all take uh, take your salt shaker, uh, carefully open the bottom and remove a grain <laughs> and take that grain of salt because... We have uh, seen and heard many announcements of many, many films. And plans change, that's certainly true. But things have been announced that just never came to fruition. And they were very careful to not really say when any of these things right. were going to be released. For the most part, yeah. Uh, well, the TV series, it's clear, but the movies, no. Yeah. And... And I think there's a good good reason for that, but it is interesting because you know, like when Marvel goes to Comic Con and they announce their their phase, most of those they you know, they'll put up a timeline and they have dates placed. Yeah, you know, and, uh, and they make most not, of them. Yeah, I don't think. Well, there have been I mean, there have been some that slipped out, especially during COVID. But um, 
Well, I mean, you made the dates. Yeah. yeah. I mean, COVID was a, di- a different issue entirely. Yes, I would agree with yeah. that. Uh, but I was going to say the only movie that I think kind oh, of yeah. disappeared entirely from Marvel was Inhumans, yeah. which became a TV series. And, on, or no, it no, didn't. they, they announced Inhumans, the movie, after they had already oh, I know. done the TV series. No, no, it was before. Mm. It was before. Okay. And, uh, and then there was... I mean, I can give you this timeline is they announced Inhumans because uh, Ike Perlmutter was pushing Inhumans and because he didn't want X-Men to be popular. He wanted to push the, the Inhumans right, as that. Right. And then Kevin Feige went to uh, Bob Iger and Alan Horn at Disney and said, I can't work for Kevin uh, for Ike Perlmutter anymore. So Marvel Studios became separate from Marvel Television. So Ike Perlmutter pulled Inhumans from Marvel Studios and gave it to Marvel Television, mm-hmm. and then it kind of killed Marvel Television. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, not there is Marvel Television, but it's not; it's all Marvel Studios now. So, uh, I yeah, I think that yeah, I think that's it. I mean, we st- you know, like Blade is back in production. Been, there's been news on that. So, I think almost everything that we've had in, announced out of Marvel has happened. Not so with Star Wars, but let's let's begin with it uh, because there's a lot of cross-pollination here. One thing being that uh, uh, the director of, uh, of, a, of a still, I think at this point, untitled film uh, is Charmaine, and somebody go ahead and politely correct me if I've got this wrong, Obayi Chinoy, uh, who was a director on Ms. Marvel, and Stephen Knight, which I had to correct uh, somebody in LA here about this. Stephen Knight is the uh, creator of Peaky Blinders, which is currently in America mm-hmm. on Netflix. Not to be confused with Stephen S. D. Knight, who had worked on several Marvel projects for uh, for Netflix. Uh, so there's two writers, uh, two different guys, but this is Stephen Knight, the British writer, uh, is writing a script set 15 years after the events of The Rise of Skywalker, uh, focusing on Ray. Yep. And so we got Daisy Ridley back. It, it, she has an impossibly great smile. And uh, so all smiles and happy to be back. Already I see some pushback from, and not not pushback, I guess, criticism, would you? That uh, People who didn't like her before, like her before, aren't going to like her now. Oh, uh, no, well, that's true, but that's not the criticism. It's the, uh, that John Boyega oh. uh, is has said he's much happier now just being a fan again, um, which I, I'll, I'll say Lucasfilm bobbled it. They had no more enthusiastic cast member in that oh, last yeah. trilogy than John Boyega. He's all over Rise of the Resistance in the parks. I mean, as an audio and animatronic figure, uh, there are at least two figures of him in that attraction. He's in Star Tours, and he was, I, so was Oscar Isaac as Poe Dameron, but... It was Boyega who kind of pushed his way in, apparently. Uh, you know, so he was super enthusiastic. And the way that The Rise of Skywalker kind of pushed Finn off to the side and as a character was so clearly promised a bigger arc and something more crucial than uh, a solution, you know, uh, something he had realized about himself that he never actually got to say. Um, <laughs> you know, it was... He, his character was handled poorly, so he's he said he was done. Now, never say never. Sean Connery taught us that, but he uh, should have said never, though. <laughs> it, well, that's true, but uh, 
Uh, and never say Highlander. Yeah. Uh, so I, that's another one. I rewatched Highlander and went, yeah, that's that's a weird character placement. <laughs> Not Sean Connery, but just like the backgrounds. Like, there's no place for that Scottish accent to have been developed. Right. Anyway, uh, but we digress. Uh, so. It's uh, he's not interested in coming back at this point. It and many things could be happening. Oscar Isaac has said he would be very happy to return as Poe Dameron, though he himself at one point had also felt like he was done. So Boyega might come back uh, if the if the terms are right and if the script is right. And that's that's the, that's point. the challenge. Yeah, it's like you don't know, try and fit a story to the to the actors you want to put into it. Write a good story or give. Or give us a Finn show, um, you know. It, oh sure, oh sure. Follow that in that direction. I think you, that's that's also kind of uh, where maybe the last trilogy went a little awry. Uh, there are good things and bad things about it, but that there were just so many characters to serve. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, got to get Lando in for reasons aside from Billy D. Williams wanted to be in it, and he's cool, and I was very happy to see yeah. him. But it's like. But they hadn't really, you know, it was clear that that last film hadn't really figured out where anybody, where people that hadn't been there had been. Right. And, you know, it was a, it's a bit of a narrative mess. So uh, this is, she's going to rebuild uh, the Jedi Knights. And uh, which is, I'm realizing this is a thing about Star Wars that repeats. Yeah. Uh, because what are we seeing in the Mandoverse, which I love that that's apparently the name for it. Uh, the Mandoverse, uh, Luke Skywalker is off somewhere trying to rebuild the Jedi Knights. Right. And, uh, you know, so. And uh, what, I mean, even before that, it was a big part of the um, media stuff. They, they had. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. They had, right. Uh, it was mostly focused on, on, young kids and YA novels, but there were some of the standard novels were about the, the Jedi temple and Luke and his family and stuff. So, right. But I mean, I, to be fair, all, most of those have become legends. Yes. I'm, I hope you can hear my quotation marks, yeah. uh, that it's continuity wiped away. Uh, if there was continuity so that Disney could tell the story their way and it's fair, yeah. that's fine. It's just, I, I did, think that at least even in the rise of skywalker luke's last message uh in the last jedi was it's time for them to be for the jedi to be done find a new way and it's it's maybe maybe this is was just kathleen kennedy who's the head of lucasfilm kind of just <laughs> trying to put it in 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 headline terms right uh, that <laughs> it's, it's rebuilt luke said you know these films are expensive maybe it should be done <laughs> this should be it yeah. 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 Don't do it unless you have a good story. No. Uh, yeah. I mean, because, you know, really even set up is there are clearly different, even in the Disney continuity, there are different groups, factions that use the force in a different way. And people are, we just kind of bleeped over that Kylo Ren was of the Knights of Ren. Yeah. And they never really explained that cinematic. So clearly there's another group that's accessing the force a different way. Uh, I think there's a lot to, to, that could be very interesting. I, I, uh, so I, I have hopes for it. I like Daisy Ridley. I'm sure they'd give us more, uh, you know, other interesting characters. I don't know that I necessarily need to see more, uh, Babu Frick, but, uh, uh, you know, I, no? 
but but I'll be fair. Uh, I understand it's a business, and you know they sell a lot of baboo frick uh, I, stuffed animals. Yep. I I'm flush yep. those. <laughs> and it's the same thing with Grogu. You know, yeah. I, it, it's uh, I, I thought they'd lost their way with Grogu cuteness, and then uh, this week's on on the Mandalorian. I'm like, yep, they figured out a way to make everybody's hearts melt again. Yeah. Dog on it. Yeah. Uh, so there we go. I, I want to stay on the on the movies for a bit, but. Uh, Let's uh, let's go with the James Mangold one because I, I'm going to say, out of the likelihood of uh, you know of these three, I think the ninety percent chance the Ray one is going to happen. Right. I suspect that's that a script is being written. I think I read Stephen Knight's supposed to like may even be turning it in at the end of April. Um, I could have made that up, so please, or misread some other uh, article, so please do not hold me to this. Uh, and there's certainly no wagering uh, on these, but I think that's the most likely to actually happen. And uh, even though uh, Daisy Ridley has not aged 15 years uh, since the rise of Skywalker, CGI though, aging. I kn- no, I, I think the internet did its best to age yeah. her in the two or three years since we've yeah. had rise of Skywalker, but, uh, but it wasn't 15 years worth 14, 14 years. Absolutely. But, um, and it doesn't matter how, how, you know, Look at look at Yoda's people and Grogu. Uh, Jedi could conceivably age very much slower than everybody else. Um, it, Luke only aged because he fell from uh, he cut himself off from the Force. So, um, and it's clearly happened. What happened to Obi Wan Kenobi? Because uh, Ewan McGregor was clearly you know playing an Obi Wan like only a year or two younger than Alec Guinness, and then something happened in that last year, and uh, the, the desert will do that to yeah. you. But uh, James Mangold's going to go back in time, and I applaud the idea. Uh, he wants to do kind of like the Star Wars biblical epic and go back to when, um, I don't want to say humanity, uh, but well, maybe. It's, it's, uh, there's going to be, I mean, this is the one that excites me the most, because there, well, there, will, a different idea. Yeah, there will be a time where there were no Jedi, right? The, no right. space wizards, so, and then all of a sudden, a space wizard. So what does that do? I mean, is he accepted right. into it's, society or is he looked upon how, suspiciously? How sentient life? Because again, I'm not even sure within the Star Wars universe, do they call themselves humanity, humans, um, uh, humanoids? Oh, the humanity. You know, and because and because there are so many non-human right. uh, Jedi, I want to be fair. Uh, when, when, uh, when in the beginning there were midichlorians, and oh god, I hope that's not how it begins. Uh, but uh, it's the origins. Uh, it's not the origin of the Force because the Force is what binds all life forms together. Right. But it's the origins of the of. At the very least, it's the origin of Force sensitivity. Of for, there we go. And uh, but here I'm going to say, as much as I'm excited by the idea, and I really, really like James Mangold as a filmmaker. Um, because uh, for those like struggling, remember he's got uh, a, this very small independent film coming out this summer called Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. I don't know if you've heard of it, but uh, he's he's got that. But in the past, he's done again a couple of indie dramas, The Wolverine and Logan. Uh, but seriously, there's a great western called Three Ten to Yuma, which was a remake he did. Uh, and I'm trying to think. I know I've I've seen a lot of his stuff, and he's just a, he's an interesting, thoughtful filmmaker. 
And so I love the idea of him being there. However, he does seriously have an indie drama that he is developing right now. I can't remember the title, but it is an independent small film, you know, not um, attached to any franchise that is right in front of him. He's also committed to writing and directing Swamp Thing for the DC Universe. And so this one is the vaguest of the announcements. Oh well, yeah. And, and you know, so I'm and like, he made, I mean, okay. you know, when we, when we, we get the creatives this early in it, you know, somebody's going to, somebody's going to goof up or become out of favor or somehow change. And who knows, which is what, it, what who we knows, saw you know? in the last trilogy. We saw Colin Trevorrow, uh, who did the Jurassic park, Jurassic world trilogy, uh, was supposed to have been the director of, uh, of, uh, the rise of Skywalker. Although I, I think his was titled duel of the fates after a music cue by John right. Williams. And, uh, so, uh, he did one, honestly, one bad movie. Uh, I can't think of the name of it, but it was kind of like, Ugh. uh, and they removed him from star Wars. We know that Phil Lord and Chris Miller, who had, who have done Spider-Man, uh, into the spider verse, uh, they were the directors of Solo. They were fired halfway through production. Ron Howard came in and finished it. So you're you're right. Just because a, a talent, a creative talent, has been announced, doesn't mean they're going to see it all the way through. Because we'd say some other things two years ago, and you can still see this on Fanboy Planet. Um, Patty Jenkins was announced as the uh, the director right. director, probably writer of a film called Rogue Squadron, which was kind of exciting, a great idea. And I don't know. I think when the, uh, when the dust settles, we're going to say something was, something's going on with Patty Jenkins. Cause this is two high, high profile projects that have just kind of imploded, but she was not mentioned at all. Uh, Benioff and, uh, what was his partner? The game of Thrones guys, uh, they were announced as developing a trilogy. Uh, that was, uh, David Benioff and, and, D.B. Weiss, uh, Ryan Johnson, who did The Last Jedi, uh, had even recently said he's still working on developing a trilogy. Nothing was said about that. So maybe, but maybe not. Uh, Taika Waititi has been announced as as directing a Star Wars film. Not at Star Wars Celebration. But I also think of him as, like Guillermo del Toro, you get about one in four of the projects that Taika Waititi is attached to. And then you get about four for every one that you didn't know he was doing. And then suddenly he's doing it, you know, uh, and as they're very interesting, quirky films. So I'm not slagging on, on Taika Waititi. I, I think he's very talented. I just know that until we actually see a script turned in or, or even a, a behind the scenes shot, of, of him directing somebody, I'm not going to believe he's doing a star Wars film. Um, yeah. And let's see if there was anything. Oh, and Kevin Feige right. had been announced as producing a star Wars film of his own and not now. Yeah. And, uh, the word is that that was as far back as, uh, as late as November of last year, uh, Kathleen Kennedy was quietly saying, no, 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 we're not going to do that one. But on the other hand, I thought it was crazy that Kevin Feige was going to do one other than I get he's a fan. Of course he is. Of course, if you said to anybody, do you want to play in the Star Wars universe? Everybody will say yes. Yeah. 
like clearly Jack Black and Lizzo, uh, which is <laughs> upsetting the uh, the world. I wasn't. I, uh, I wasn't it, upset at all. I not yeah. at all. It, but, it you was know, fun. I, I was talking with, with that guy um, Chuck Krieger Lordan. Oh yeah, uh, that we he you know we were just talking today a little bit about how it it it's like Batman sixty six. Like, look, there's all this Star Wars content being made. If you grew up being a fan of Star Wars, and at this point, if you're in Hollywood, you did, you want to be part right. of it. You're not going to say no. Um, no, you're actually going to have your agent call them and say anything? Yeah. Can I just do a cameo? Yeah. Can I show can up I for be a like, second? Oh, what was it when uh, uh, Mick Fleetwood was in uh, Star Wars, the next gen- Star Trek, The Next Generation? He was like in total yeah. fish face. <laughs> Nobody knew it was him. Well, and I think it's... Uh, is it? In sync was in uh, oh yeah attack of the yeah. clones, so uh, and you didn't notice it, and, and it's not yeah. like it, you know, but it's it's like the it's like Batman or the Muppet Show. Every celebrity wants to be sure. part of it, and it didn't bother me, um, you know. So get over people. Uh, anyway, well, we, we uh, may have mentioned it, but the other one, the other bright spot in this kind of ambiguous blob of three films is Dave Filoni. No, I was about oh, okay. To. Date because we got to acknowledge. I I said uh, that the Ray film is probably not, you know ninety percent. I should say the one that's definitely gonna happen. Yeah. But they also didn't give a date for this because you know what Disney Plus wants to see the shows play yeah. out, which is he's gonna close out the Mandoverse and he's gonna do a film that essentially is the Avengers. <laughs> Of the Mandoverse. But let's also be honest, uh, all those Mando shows have already been yeah. that. You know, you never know who's going to cross over and pop up. and uh, But he's going to wrap up that entire sector of uh, of the universe, if you will, uh, you know, of the Chronoverse. I, I don't How know long do you think right IG-12 is going to last? Uh, it depends on how the toy sales go. <laughs> I, I'm waiting for us to discover that he actually has jets in his feet, you know. Oh, good lord! Yes, I know. It's like I, again. It's like just how how cute and and I mean, it's a weird tonal thing because I don't think that I think the Mandalorian itself is like a good family show, not not a kid yeah. show. You know, it's a it's a good family show. Um, and it's like it's like sometimes watching Doctor Who. I have to remind myself, no matter what we all want to think, Star Wars at its heart was meant to be uh, a, a, an homage to Saturday afternoon serials, movie serials in the '30s and '40s, which were for kids. You know, whether we think now looking at them that some of the material was appropriate or not, that's different. But Star Wars was meant for kids. And because all these kids yeah. grew up and didn't let go, uh, then it it feels like it should be more adult. And no, but yeah. yeah. Anyway, I mean, you've got he's the, gonna... the one weapon that that might cause bloodshed automatically cauterizes wounds. So it's like that's oh right, right, yeah, it, yeah. It's not at this point not a bloody universe, no. the Star Wars no. universe, except for one. Uh, and we'll get to it in mm-hmm. a couple of minutes here. Uh, so Dave Filoni's going to wrap it up, which we know. Uh, I got excited because they dropped the trailer for Ahsoka. You can watch it on FanboyPlanet.com. You can watch it over and over again. And I 
I didn't watch it over and over and over I again. I watched it over and over again. I watched it about three, three times, times before I started going through with the pause button. And, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they, they knew how to play me. I'll tell you. Cause they, they made it all about the, the return of Thrawn. They showed him from the back of the head yeah. so that on Friday, this gets launched. I'm like, Oh my God, who's playing Thrawn? Show me the face, show me the face. And they didn't say anything like you know, they announced many cast members. They did not announce Thrawn. And then I wake up Saturday morning, and it is Lars Mikkelsen who voices yeah. Thrawn. And I, I'll, I'll, I'll confess this to everyone right now. I have not yet watched, watched Rebels other than the pilot I watched with my son. And then he liked it, but he didn't really continue. So I, I didn't. And I went a long time not realizing that Thrawn had made his way back in. But as someone who, uh, it just so happens among the various Star Wars crossover things that in the dark years, as they say, where it was just the novels mm-hmm. and and some comics from Dark Horse, I read Heir to the Empire. Uh, I read that trilogy, uh, which is now called the Thrawn trilogy or referred to as the Thrawn trilogy. Uh, so Thrawn was just like became this character that I absolutely loved. Like I liked Mara Jade and man, let's start the betting as to when she shows up in Star Wars continuity. She won't be Luke's wife, but, uh, you know, she's got to show up somewhere. Uh, but Thrawn was great. So when Thrawn came back, I was like, awesome. I know his history is now a little different than it was in, in the legends, but you can get the old, uh, Timothy Zahn, uh, trilogy. Oh yeah. Uh, it's there's still a link on fanboy yeah. planet. It's still available. Uh, you know, Disney's very smart. They've clearly selected and curated what they think were the best of those novels. And are reprinting them under the Legends yeah. banner, and well, I they've think done they've great. done two new trilogies with Thrawn in them. Oh yes, I I, I realize that too. I'm just uh, I'm just aware that I, I that they've got about fifty that count as yeah. Legends, and so and I know there were far more than fifty uh, when, when that that was you know at it, at its height, and. Anyway, so it is Lars Mickelson who is Mads Mickelson's older brother. And by the way, back to James Mangold, Mads Mickelson is the Nazi villain in Dial of Destiny. So, you know, it's all this great, you know, closed circle of, of families. Star Wars is a Nepo. It's a Nepo yeah. universe. And uh, don't even, I, I'm not even going to get myself started on that. Uh, so we, we get Ahsoka. That's, that's terrific, which times out that, of course, it's a it's big news that we will see Thrawn, and then this is the week on the on the Mandalorian when we hear that Thrawn is like the dark messiah of the of the dregs of the Empire's hopes, and uh, so it, it was very well timed. So clearly, this season the Mandalorian is going to roll directly into Ahsoka, right? And whether Man uh, Din Djarin shows up over there remains to be seen. It is interesting. I was just talking with somebody who said that when he started watching the Mandalorian season three, he felt like he'd missed something and realized he, he hadn't watched the book of Boba Fett. Oh, so if you have not, this is where Disney plus should probably, uh, I don't know if they've got this on the timeline is, I would agree maybe that the first three or four episodes of the book of Boba Fett, you don't have to watch. I watched it as a completist and a Boba Fett fan, but there's an episode in that series that is essentially 
The Mandalorian. Boba Fett doesn't appear at all. It's all about Din Djarin. There's an episode that's about Ahsoka, Luke, and Grogu. And then in the end, how Grogu comes, she makes the choice to come right. back. So, yeah, if you didn't watch that, you did miss something. I, you know, And I wonder if that's how why some people are a little put off by this season. Um, and, but I would also agree that once you've had Andor... Which is the adult show. I would. That's not a family show in any way, shape, or form. That is the mature Star Wars drama. And if, you, and if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't watched Andor, you are in for a treat. Not a fun one. Uh, it's, an adult, but it's an adult story. It's an adult story. It's a drama. It is definitely has a lot to say. And uh, I think as you said earlier, it is the best acted out of all of them, because I would say, too, if you've watched Andor and the subtlety and the how good the draw, uh, the dialogue is and the monologues in oh, particular, yeah. like every great actor has a fantastic speech at one point or another in there. And then you go to where the Mandalorians are strangely stilted and they tend to speak in exposition and repetitive. Yeah. And it, it's just, it's a little jarring, but everybody does. Because even uh, Grief Karga, uh, Carl Weathers, speaks that way. Uh, and Moff, uh, Moff Gideon, this week, that, for all that it was cool, that sequence with all the bad guys <laughs> talking around, I'm like, I, I got to a point where I was like, this scene is about three times as long as it needed to be. Now... And you, yeah. You're going to have to remind me uh, the pronunciation of his first name, Gia Cascio? Gia Esposito. Giancarlo. Giancarlo, Giancarlo Esposito. His, um, he is, uh, uh, I don't want to say this. He is a great actor. He is a great actor. He is so, every smile is a dagger. I mean, Oh yeah, no, he's fantastic. He's I, I, I am sorry to uh, to our, our lead, but Giancarlo Esposito is probably the best actor in all in the mall. Probably, um, yeah. you know, Pedro Pascal is great, but he's oh. um, he's acting he's acting behind a helmet and a stuntman, and Giancarlo Esposito uses every minute, and he's not chewing yeah. the scenery either. That's what are you amazing. Li- limiting yourself to? Uh, Mandalorian right now, or are you across all of the stuff? He's the best actor from the. Uh, well, I would say, uh, well, you, you've got an argument with Andor. You, yeah, you do. I, the um, the depth at which Stellan Sarsgard Sarsgard is doing his character, and especially his monologue where the guy says, "What did you give up?" Oh no, that was fantastic! Uh, amazing. And, uh, yeah, and, and if uh, I'll, you know, this is my uh, my episode to plug a lot of articles that I've put on Fanboy Planet. Uh, when I talked about Andor and the importance of it as a show, you know, you can read read up on that. Definitely, Stellan Skarsgård was there. But as I was reminded by a coworker who, uh, she said, you know, I don't need to watch Andor. I'm from Nicaragua. <laughs> uh, it was perspective. Yeah. You know, I think that to some extent why I think Andor is important, but also uh, <laughs> the point is uh, you you may know somebody who's gone through this and uh, not a, not a galactic right. empire, but 
but the abrogation of rights and why it's so important. Uh, because I think there's another arc not really being discussed, but happening, uh, even in uh, it, it definitely in the Mandalorian being a little too ham handed about it because of the dialogue just sometimes feeling so stilted is how easily it all slips back. Yeah. Once yeah. it's happened and you know how the, how the, the, um, Repub the new Republic is like, well, we're not going to help them. They didn't ally themselves to us. And only one or two characters sa is saying, this is no, you know, because people have to want, you know, would have to wonder when you got to the force awakens, how did the, the, uh, first order come about? You know, it's like, they're there. People still crave order and uh, some really enjoy it. There's, there's always somebody saying that, like, I, re I prefer it. Those well, especially people who are Empire. affluent or are in stable positions appreciate that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so, you know, it's just interesting. There's a lot to be unpacked when it's all going to be said and done. And I, and, uh, you know, so that's the more adult uh when I say adult, you know, mature version, uh, and read on it, there's something sad happening and we're hoping for those heroics. Like I, I, you know, it, it, nobody, it talked, is, nobody talked about the Mandalorians in the last trilogy. So then I worry, is that where we're I headed? I think Andor specifically is thought worthy. Whereas I don't think you could say that about much of anything else in the star Wars series. No, as much as I love the Mandoverse, yeah. which I'm I'm never going to stop calling it that, it is uh, it is John Favreau playing with his action yeah. figures and his yeah. vehicles, and we love and that. I, I do, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but it's still it could be so much more. But I'm still excited yeah. about it. You know, it, it satisfies a different thing for me. So we've got the Mandalorian on on Disney Plus. We're going to have Ahsoka in uh, August. One more and, thing on Ahsoka that we didn't touch on is that mm -hmm. almost all the characters surviving from Rebels which are is showing great. up in and live action. All, and almost all the voice actors are yeah. the same. And, which, almost all. Which is interesting because uh, I haven't gotten around to posting yet, but but they did announce the cast of Creature Commanders oh, yeah. on, for DC. Yeah. And... You know, I thought, oh, James Gunn's being interesting, making sure that the voice actors can play them in live action, mm -hmm. too. And not even realize, you know, putting it together that, of course, Star Wars had already shown us the way. Yeah. And, you know, With so one I, significant that, fan favorite who didn't get the role. And, and that'd be Hera? No, no. I, I love Mary, Mary Stuart Masterson. Um, it's not Mary no, Stuart No, no, that's Hera. It's, it's Mary, Mary Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Right, right, right. Mary Elizabeth. Instead. Um, uh, uh, Ashley Eckstein was, was, yeah, but you know what I read and this is interesting. Okay. It is that, uh, she and Rosario, Rosario Dawson are in constant contact. Yeah, they are now. I mean, they were, but they worked together on Ahsoka mm -hmm. in forming characters. No, they were, they, Ashley was very clear on that. And, and, uh, I've heard, uh, I, I, I both, both of them have, have gushed over the other one, but for a long time, it was, it was thought that Ashley looked, had the same kind of physique and it mm -hmm. was already the voice and could have been gone into that role. Um, they, uh, like I said, it was a fan disappointment. 
I don't know how much of it persists today because Rosario Darston is awesome. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you you watch Rebels all yep. the way through, yep. right? So there is also one character missing who I think the at voice actor could play in live action extremely well. Um, but I'm not sure if he actually survived the events. Oh, of you, 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 you. I'm not going to spoil anything. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but, but you'll Freddy notice Prince that Jr. I did say all the surviving actors. Uh, yes. Okay. Well, you know, I, I yeah. figured that, um, but he could still make a, cause I think they even recorded him. Uh, he had a line of dialogue at the end of uh, rise of Skywalker when all the Jedi masters like spoke yeah. to Ray. Uh, I think he, his was oh, there too. So yeah. Yeah. Um, and they got chopper too. There's already, yeah. there's already so, a high tech chopper store. That's toy that is voice activated. We're in it. We're in terrifying times. That's another podcast. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, uh, as far as what they're going to be able to do with uh, with audio animatronic, and and when I say audio, I mean for commercial release. I, yeah. You know, uh, but uh, what I would say, uh, just to wrap out the Mandoverse piece of it, is not sure when that is in the future because the Mandalorian probably has could have another season. Uh, Ahsoka could have two seasons. I don't know. And we know Andor is only two seasons, but we also know how, how Andor has to end because that movie exists. It's rogue one, right? Acolyte then is the one that uh, said it, it takes place at the end of the high Republic. final days of the high Republic, final days of the high Republic, which as far as branding goes is set 200 years, give or take a year of uh, before the events of the Phantom Menace. And up to this point, that had been in, in books and comics. And it is never, it has not, had not yet gone over to any uh, other media, live action or animation. Right. So that's an exciting move. I'm interested, except as we just made the joke about, you know, the building the Jedi Knights up back up, you know, is it feels like that, may just be another we're in the wheel of the same uh you know the same cycle and star wars gets that accusation a lot you know that it it is it's just kind of the stories rhyme with each other if you will you know that that it's and yet it's not told in a deep enough way to acknowledge that that uh freedom true freedom and self-determination is a constant vigil and a constant struggle because the first order will rise again. If, if we're not careful, there's always someone who prefers that, you know, so, uh, acolyte could be fascinating. It could also be like, uh, maybe we've seen it before just with different characters. I don't know. I don't know, but it's what we know the least. I was looking for, I thought maybe a trailer had been released, but oh, it was no. just kind of uh, behind yeah. the scenes yeah. footage, you know, and stills, uh, the area that is, I think least developed, uh, that uh, that Marvel's going to tackle is uh, is actually what does uh, self determination mean among the droids? Uh, James Robinson wrote a Marvel one shot for uh, C three PO that was one of the most moving comics 
uh, you could you could read. Uh, certainly the most moving in the Star Wars universe, as C-3PO, uh, it was the story. I mean, when I when I describe it, this sounds dumb. It's the story of how C-3PO got the red leg at the beginning oh, of yeah. The Force Awakens. But it, it was so unexpectedly moving and dealt philosophically with what does it mean for these droids to have intelligence? C-3PO clearly has a personality, thoughts and memories, mm-hmm. and a will up to a certain point. Uh, R2-D2, very willful yes. little droid. And R5-D4, not too bad, no, not, not too shabby himself. Um, you know... It, and so, and they can be evil this, too. Well, uh, those are two of my favorite yes. characters. Uh, so, uh, in Doctor Afra, who is another one, by the way, where's the announcement of a Doctor Afra TV series? Because I want to see that. But anyway, um, I will. I will grant that to uh, to Disney that the characters that turn out to be very popular in comics, you know, could very well make the jump into a live action where even more people would know, because I don't know what the, uh, audience reach actually is like how many people are, are reading the comics and aware of those characters, uh, or are they just buying the black series action figures or playing the game? I mean, that's the thing, right? And IP is transmedia. It's all over the place. I, I don't know if it's all the same people, you know, there's probably, there's obviously crossover, but there are characters in the comics that would absolutely be worth, uh, bringing into a, a wider audience, more people would see a Star Wars film uh, than would watch a Star Wars TV series on Disney Plus. That's just fact, uh, you know. So, so, um, so, and the, more that read than read. So, the one thing, High Republic, uh, it it has tended to have a higher percentage of YA and young reader books than mm-hmm. than I other have stuff. That. Um, I did. I have been aware of some squeeze about the appearance in promotional stuff for uh, Acolyte that shows a character, and I love this name. It's Buriaga Agaburi, who is a Wookiee Jedi. Yes, okay, I have been aware yeah, of that. That's going to be, yes. that's that's the character we're going to hear the most about and probably one of the early toys. I think. I'm making the call. Well, you know... And I and I and I I want to give credit to High Republic. Uh, two of the writers uh, or the 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 masterminds behind it. There are several writers that were involved in the group plotting and, and thinking. But two of them are longtime acquaintances, shall we say? Uh, one at least, I'd go. I, I'll go as far as saying a friend uh, uh, of us. Uh, we met at the Comic Book Legal Defense Fund party years ago. Uh, Kevin Scott, who wrote. Started out writing for Big Finish and Doctor Who novels, uh, and uh, and then George Mann, who uh, you know, I've interviewed a few times, and uh, also a Doctor Who fan. That's how we met them. Right in context was, hey, we'll you know we'll talk about Big Finish stuff, and then the next thing I know, Cavan is writing Star Wars, and like a big deal. <laughs> so good for them. It sounds fascinating, but what Marvel's doing in addition to High uh, High Republic. Uh, this summer is horror, out and out horror. Uh, a big crossover event because they've certainly found that Star Wars can do that very well too in terms of comic sales. Um, so it, it's called Secret Star Wars, and no, it's not. Uh, it's <laughs> what? <laughs> it's a Marvel pun. I'm sorry. Yeah, 
Well, don't think this I wasn't in the briefing. That you titled that you titled uh, a, 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 an episode about Marvel as a crisis oh, I, on I, Infinite I, Nikki's. You, I, 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 I did that on purpose because I wanted to bring a third vector. Oh, I know you did. Oh, I, I know you did. And, uh, and, and so I just thought, yes, uh, I'll throw in Secret Wars. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, it's called Dark Droids. Not to me the greatest title, but it rolls off the tongue, uh, which is a virus turning them all evil. And potentially, I mean, what does zombie mean for a droid? But uh, it, it reminded me very much of, uh, of those zombie novels, the two. Uh, Red right. Harvest, right, is one that's way back in the old Republic. And, uh, I had a, they're on a shelf about 12 feet away, but I'm not going to break it. Okay. Okay. No death troopers. That's it. out (laughs) called death troopers and red harvest. And, uh, so, uh, that is interesting. It, It, it looks to me, so it takes place between, uh, the empire strikes back and return of the Jedi. And, uh, so it, it, it is interesting. Uh, I think I, I called out in writing about it that that uh, nobody seems to reference this. I would think that that like we've seen Mando doesn't trust droids and it's because of IG twelve, uh, its original programming. Uh, but I would think that if droids went evil and started killing everybody, uh, that'd be a good reason for everybody post Return of the Jedi to. Maybe not trust droids so much, but clearly in Return of the Jedi, we trust them again. So you know, we'll see. My only problem, my only problem with the, with the one illustration we've seen for this is they've got the droids from from Clone Wars, the uh, the the oh what they're the ones who were introduced by the uh, Separatists. Oh um, yeah, but they're still around. Yeah, yeah okay. I mean, because they showed up in. Uh, yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, yeah, I've got I've got it open right now, looking at this, and and uh, now I, they were in la- uh, a couple of episodes ago of uh, of Mandalorian, so you know they're still knocking around. I think you know they're the stupidest characters, yeah. um, but I you know the because the, uh, they were in Phantom Menace too, um, and they they right. drive me nuts in the animated Clone Wars. Um, they just always have because they're comic relief and it doesn't make any, why would you program them to be stupid? Uh, I'll never stop being upset about that. Uh, they say the most ironic stuff they've got, their ironic chip is on overdrive. uh, Yeah. Okay. You also have the little, uh, the little repair droids, the, the, the guys that fold down into a helmet. Oh yeah. 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 So those, those are going to be particularly evil. Those should be fast and like the fast zombies. Yeah, so there you go. I mean, there's some really exciting things in the Star Wars universe. I do want to apologize in all of this. Uh, I, I'm going to make a buyer beware. I put in a link uh, on on Fanboy Planet uh, on the Thrawn article to uh, the Black Series action figures uh, of mm-hmm. Thrawn, and uh, I ordered one, and I got an IG-88. Oh, really? Instead of uh, an Admiral Thrawn figure. So I, I really? returned it, which is, you know, it's actually very easy to do with Amazon. But when they said, like, how do we do? I was kind of like, how did you um, mistake a, a dark bronze robot for a blue and white, uh, you know, action? I don't know. The the people who do the picking are not looking at the product. At oh, all. no. I mean, because clearly, you know, the packaging. They're just, they're just rapidly 
going from one scanned area to another scanned so area. So I'm going to say so. in this one case, I, I, I can experience and say, uh, I think you're okay with books, uh, buying through Amazon. I am now uh, a little <laughs> leery about collectible toys. Um, so you're better off if you can. Uh, in fact, tomorrow night I'll be going to Blast from the Past uh, on, on Magnolia Street, Magnolia Boulevard here in Burbank, and uh, you know I'll be look at keeping an eye out for a Thrawn Black uh, Black series uh, because I do. So did you miss them all together? Or? Oh yeah, uh, no. I mean, I just got it and it was wrong, and I just took oh, it you... back two days ago. Uh, I right. have, and, and I just thought I took that opportunity to think better of it. I have the Comic Con okay. exclusive that that Kenner did uh, of Thrawn with, uh, with even with the East Salamir, uh, you know, and, and a big in his chamber. So I thought I had one, but I was going to take the black series and open it up. And, you know, so I'd have a loose, <laughs> it's just funny to say this. I'd have a loose Thrawn running around my office. Uh, it's funny. The, the, I was thinking about how, how much I want to see the Salamir show up in the show, but there aren't any shows with that are that focused on Jedi that much anymore. Except right no, now, except Ahsoka will be Ahsoka. Ahsoka will be and Grogu a little bit, but and Ray Stevenson not, is is clearly uh, a yeah. Jedi on his way to Sithness. Uh, you know, so uh, but they were a really interesting plot device. Oh, in I, I love it. that's why I say that's yeah. why I'd be really interested to see if I, I don't want them to close out this era without. Uh, acknowledging Mara Jade, I think you know one last character out of the out of Legends that I think would be really great. Uh, scene. What? Hello, my name is Mara Jade. Fade to Fade black. To black. End of the series. And, and then she's in the movie. Okay, you got to go. Yeah. Mara All right. I, maybe. Maybe. Uh, so yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, that's that's what we know out of there. Uh, there's some video game stuff coming, of course, as well. I just don't. Uh, so I know I don't play it well, and my son just shakes his head at me. Uh, I, I don't really pay as much attention, but I know there's some really cool things happening there. And so this was the first time, I think, at a Star Wars celebration just because the set for the interviews looks so damn cool. I was like, oh, yeah, kind of wish I could have gone. Uh, I couldn't have. They managed that area really well. I was I was surprised. Yeah. Uh, and they've got some great videos and they've, you know, taunted well with it. And, uh, I, you know, it, it's, uh, I was just telling a coworker, there's, there's nothing like that feeling of if you are gathered with fans and it's positive, <laughs> I use that very, very guardedly, uh, you know, the fans cheering is one of the best feelings in the world to be part of that. You know, I, I was at, at Comic-Con when they announced, uh, the the force awakens and they did a concert at the at the, the band shell outside uh you know this back there out on a pier and uh, all the cast was there and they gave everybody uh it's not why i married my wife but you know she did um make you know text me and say come here i have a badge for you get going you know run down back down uh they gave everybody lightsaber and the san diego symphonic uh symphony played all these, all this Star Wars music, and just seeing right. all these people waving these lightsabers, and you know, every time Star Wars Celebration happens, they release some video where that's happening, and I'm like, I was part of that once. That was really cool. I don't need to be again, uh, but it, it's 
if you haven't been able to be part of that, I mean, it's like a sporting event, right? I guess if you're a big sports fan and I, it's yeah. not knocking anything. I'm just, you, you know, secret. I'm not, you know, uh, right. <laughs> so, uh, it'd be cool. That's all I'm saying. It's cool people. All right. So, uh, what will we talk about next week? I don't know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, but uh, you can write in to editor at fanboyplanet.com. If you've got questions, comments, compliments, commentary, criticism, maybe we'll focus again more on comics. I've been reading some. It's great. Uh, they're fun. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so, uh, yeah, please do write in. And, and, and thank you uh, so much for listening to this. Uh, and I hope you enjoyed the conversation. And, uh, yeah, I, I think that's it. This is Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of Fanboy Planet. And I'm Rick Brett Snyder reminding you to... Use your powers for good. And thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.thegreat.com. Luke, L-U-K-E-S-K-I dot com.